With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, well, well. We back. We're back. The firing squad. Guns are loaded. They're shiny. They've been dusted off. Yeah. And we back, my niggas. It's your man I popped off. The light-skinned prince with my man, my main nigga on the trigger. The infinite, intelligent, extravagant, and eloquent, representing from the gutter to the tenement. Definitely here to represent. OD, my nigga. Doctor Diviasi. Doom Diviasi, fucking Diesel. How are you, my nigga? I am fantastic, man. I'm 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 happy to be back in the saddle again with my two co-defendants. Ready to got that right. Talk my shit. some Troy Ave shit. Some real, real Cody shit. Oh, and that's on horrible. the other side. That is horrible. The Dark Prince of Hate. <laughs> Just motherfucking Jay, uh, a.k.a. A, a friend to none of you. How are you, my nigga? Uh, I'm I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Everything is okay so far, you know. Um, Just like a hater would say, so far. Yeah. Just can't say everything is great. So far. (laughs) The pessimist in you is immaculate. So my nigga, let's get this shit going. Let's get let's get to what we do best. The podcast. We back for 2016. Let's kick things off. With the hot topics, uh, Britain pulling out of the European Union. Just Jay, your thoughts? Um, it, it's pure madness on their part, but you know what? Um, it's not surprising on their part as well. This is the this is the country that you know gave us this horrible, disgusting, prejudice racist, xenophobic, name ism America got it from Britain. And so not see. surprising, not surprising to see them turn on immigration and wrap it around to pretend as if it's about economics, where well, we all know it's not. This is going to be a... Uh, colossal failure on their part. They're going to make so many lives miserable. Why? Because a small few decided to just F things up. And they convinced a large many to go along with the ride strictly because of their xenophobic, racist, bigoted ideas. That's what's going on. And now, two days later, the same people who voted for it are being interviewed and say, oh, my God, what did we do? I I, I never knew that my vote would actually count. A dude actually said this. I didn't know that my vote would count. I never expected it to actually happen. So what were you voting for? For the shits and giggles? This is what happens when you listen to a madman, Boris Johnson, a.k.a. the English Donald Trump. This is what you get. You get total chaos. You're fucking up your economy. The pound is down, was down 12 it, it's, it It's going to get way worse before it gets even worse. The bottom is not even seen yet. They are in for a world of trouble. Every negoti- every trade negotiation, every 
everything needs to be renegotiated. Every trade accord, every business needs to understand that what if my employees who are not English citizens can no longer work in England, um, what are we going to do? Maybe we should pull our companies out. This is going to be dramatic. It's going to be awesome, and I can't wait to see the fallout. Oh, Diesel. Well, I hope it don't affect my 401K. It probably will, but such is life. <laughs> um, here's the thing. There are going to be far-reaching economic implications to this. First, um, Scotland don't want to leave. So now you're going to have the Scottish voting to sever themselves from the United Kingdom. Uh, Northern Ireland is a part, but there's the Republic of Ireland. If Ireland decides to sever itself as well, Here's here's the thing, who the UK doesn't have that many resource natural resources, right? The U the European Union is their biggest trading partner. How where are they going to get the outlets to to distribute their product? Where are they going to get the demand for their stuff? I don't really know if they thought this through. You remember Delirious? when Eddie Murphy was uh, talking about Jesse Jackson running for president and he had the guy to run <laughs> for Jesse Jackson. <laughs> Let me see what this is. And what if Jesse won and the guy was like, oh, shit, he fucking won. And I think this is a case like that where people were like, yeah, fuck it, I'll vote for it. Yeah, we'll leave, whatever, whatever. And then they woke up like, holy shit. We actually won. Now what? And then... Uh, Google reports that <laughs> the number of searches within the United Kingdom of what is the European Union actually tripled, which means these <laughs> people voted and didn't even know what the fuck it was. So this is a classic example of why young people should sever their interest from their parents and these old people who are in charge of their world because they are making decisions that you will pay for. So if you let these old people come out and vote their interests or vote their ignorance, you're going to be the one holding the bag for that shit in 15, 20 years. Uh, The vote is just a referendum, so it's not really, really official yet. But even the prime minister was like, fuck that. History's not going to catch me in that seat when it goes down. <laughs> he resigned. The prime minister of the U.K. resigned. He said, oh, hell no. <laughs> when, when, this, when this shit hits the history books, I will not be in the captain's chair. So that tells you right there that this is not going to be good. And, you know, people will say that it's about economics and they'll they'll point to some of the failing economies, and they'll say that this was some kind of uh, they'll say that this was some kind of escape that a, the European Union is, was a ripoff to Britain anyway. But here's the thing: that's what a union is. Some who are stronger will subsidize those who are weaker. You're in America, exactly. right? You're in America right now. New York State gets sixty-five cents back from every dollar they give to the government. You know where that 35 cent goes? Iowa and those farm states who get subsidized. So that's what a union is. So it's it's not some Ponzi scheme or some kind of ripoff scheme. When you decide to associate that way, that's the consequence of it. It's not a scheme. It's not a scam. You will be carrying someone's dead weight. That's just the way it is. Uh, there were some detractors. I know Margaret Thatcher was not a fan of the EU. But in the end, they chose to associate. And but the thing, is, well. the thing is, the EU is not perfect, right? No, no, So they, 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 they have a lot of issues that they need to work out. 
um, currency, you know, the the movement of labor, all all of these things. I understand they these are things that need to be worked out. But but you don't quit. You don't take your balls. You don't exactly, <laughs> exactly. You don't quit. You, you work it out. These 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 Brits are acting as if you know, in another you know six months there's going to be another King Arthur with Excalibur that's going to come out of right. the, the the forest to lead them into this brand new, you know, glorious future. The world live, is what it is. You, <laughs> they, they're living in a fairy tale. And the the joke is going to be on them. Yeah. Because the world is going to leave. Right. They're going to leave them behind. Scotland may not even want to be a part of the right. United Scotland Kingdom. Said, oh, no, you're not going to drag us with you, baby. We're going we, right back to the table. We, we want out. We want out of this United Kingdom crap. You know, so there are so many layers that these people who voted to leave, you know, I'm, I won't say a majority of them because maybe a majority of them did know what they were doing. And that, let me give them credit and not call them just ignorant racists and bigots. Right. Maybe they're just you know, knowledgeable racists and bigots. But the consequences of this vote, of this referendum, it doesn't seem as if they thought it through. The only thing that they thought, the only thing that they thought through was we're going to get rid of all these immigrants. That's it. (laughs) Right, right. That is it. And Let me tell you something. I was just out there last year, and uh, I actually stayed in Berlin and Prague. And Fancy, they're hiding, they're hiding race behind the Muslims, right? I'll tell you about Prague, right? Prague been invaded. They've been entered more times than fucking Heidi Fleiss girl, right? Every single party that has invaded them has been a Christian country, and yet they still don't trust Muslims. Why? And then you get to the race of it. See, they like to hide behind class and all kinds of isms and all kinds of theories and things like that. But racism is still there. And that's a very big part of the sentiment. I mean, Germany's doing okay. They got, you know, they need the labor anyway. And, and a lot of these European countries, the birth rate is so low, they don't even have the bodies to restore their own uh, preeminence. Once your birth rate goes below 2.1, you can't sustain your population. Some of those places in Europe is like 1.4, 1.3. They're not having babies. So they need the immigration anyway. So, And the thing, this, you know, to, to piggyback on that, a lot of the, 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 in Britain, a lot of the immigrants are coming from, you know, former Soviet nations, Eastern Bloc mm-hmm. nations, who historically the Brits have not even considered to be white. Right. They've always considered these people, the Slavic people, Slavic. to be other. Niggas. They never thought of them as white. Right. And so it is about race. So when you hear people saying, oh, it's not about racism because the people coming over are European, no, it is about racism. Nah, they, they, they only all white to Americans. Exactly. Historically, traditionally, in England, especially, those peoples were never considered white. Just like the Irish were not considered to be white. White is a construct that is very recent for all Europeans based on the history of the 19th century. They're based on chauvinism and and, and sovereignty and nationalism. Those things are... You know, so when people say it's not about race, that is, it is. It's all bullshit. It's all lies. And let this be a lesson to the Americans. Right, right. <laughs> you about to vote some guy in here that, that probably can't even fucking read. <laughs> you, know, you, you won't be laughing at Britain for long. Let this be a lesson to to these Americans who 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 say, uh, you know. Voting for for Clinton is the same as voting for Trump. Let this be a lesson to these Bernie Sanders supporters who 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 feel a ways about you know voting for Clinton and say and say to themselves, oh, if I vote for Trump, then then real change is going to happen. No, you selfish, 
piece of crap. Real change is not going to happen because the people who are going to suffer won't look like you. So it's easy to make those fucking decisions. Let this be, let this be a warning to them. Speaking of real change and who's going to suffer, just Jay, Derek Rose to <laughs> New York Nick. So let me, Derek Rose. Let me, let me break this down. Let, let, let me, let me, let me, let me just say this. I was not for this trade, but because everybody why, else sir. is against it, but because everybody else is against it, just on GP, I love this trade. Why? Why would this is this this is this works for me? If he plays sixty six games, he's better than anything that we had last year. If he plays two games, if he, if he plays, there is no drawback for this move. He's a free agent after next year. If it doesn't work, he's gone. There are no bad vibes with this move. Look, he's going to come in New York, going to have a chip on his shoulder, going to be right. upset. He's going to try to prove people wrong. And you know what? Maybe they'll catch a lightning in a bottle. Maybe he'll get hurt. Who knows? But this is a risk that Phil Jackson had to take. You didn't give up an all-star. You didn't add five years and $100 million to your cap. So why not make this move? Why not see if this can actually work? So, yeah, I am really stoked about Derrick Rose being a New York Knicks. As a L.A. Lakers fan, O'Diesel, your thoughts on Derrick Rose not only joining the Knicks, but possibly getting injured as he signs the contract? <laughs> i tell you what, man. I don't hate the Knicks. I just hate Knicks fans. So it, it, I, I think it's a good trade, and I'll tell you why. First of all, he's only on there. He's only there for a year, right? And it's a contract year, which means he's got to ball out. Because you're talking hundreds of millions of dollars, and the Knicks will have his bird rights. He looked pretty good at the end of last year. Uh, usually, when you're off for a while, and he was off for a couple years, it takes you a while to get your legs back. Towards the end of the season, he started to get his legs back. It was a little too late. Bulls were behind in games, but he looked pretty good. Uh, he's only 26, going on 20. He'll be 27 when the season starts. He's still strong to the hoop. Uh, he may not be as explosive as he was, or he'll, you know, learn how to step back and, and take it easy, but he won't have to score 30 a game. He's got Carmelo. He's got uh, Porzingis. So he doesn't have to do what he used to do. I think it's a fantastic move. If he's actually good, then the Knicks take a gigantic leap forward. And if he's not, they don't lose anything. And they maintain their cap space. They still got $30 million under the cap because it was a trade and not a free agent move. So I'm all for it, man. I think basketball is better when the Knicks are good, when the Lakers are good, when the Celtics are good. I think that in the big markets, I think there's more interest in the game when that happens. So I'm all for it, man. I mean, if he gets hurt, of course, I'm going to laugh. But... Uh, you know, that, but that's just for Knicks fans, though, not for the Knicks. I just, you know, I, the, the delusion that sometimes comes with rooting for the Knicks is just astounding. So, you know, it is what it is. But good luck to him and good luck to the Knicks, man. I, I, it, it can't be a one-team Eastern Conference, man. That's all I'm saying. We got, we got to have some more competition out there. LeBron got to actually sweat before he get to the finals. So I'm all for it. I'm in. Speaking of NBA, uh, thoughts on where KD will land? Oh, Diesel. He's staring his ass right there. <laughs> where else he go? First of all, the difference between what OKC can give him and what somebody else could give him is $100 million. Nobody walks from $100 million, right? Second, he's going to play in the Olympics, which would take him away from – most of the free agent period. 
You wouldn't sign if, if you thought that you were going to be a free agent. You wouldn't leave the country during the the prime free agent period. Uh, in addition, they just made another trade. They got Serge Ibaka out of there, and now they got a legitimate two and Victor Oladipo. Uh, they got some legitimate assets back and a good draft. They got Sabonis' son now. Uh, really Sabonis' son. I don't know his first name, but um. He, he was solid in the tournament, big guy, 6'11", nice and strong down low, pause. So I think that, I think, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think I think it'll be uh, good for them. He's not going anywhere unless Nike decides so. I mean, we, you know, we got to remember, man, at this point in time, these guys don't work for the NBA. They work for the shoe company. If LeBron James got a billion dollars coming from Nike, you think who you think he worked for, Nike or the Cavs? If Kevin Durant got three hundred and fifty million coming from Nike, who you think he worked for? He don't work for OKC. He worked for Nike. So, you know, we'll we'll see how that goes. With, with, generally speaking, whichever story is the best narrative, that's where they're going. Just Jay. Um, I think there's a possibility that he might leave. And if he leaves, then we know that Russell Westbrook is going to leave next year. He had that conversation with him, and Russ said, I'm out. So if he leaves, you know Russ is signing with the Lakers next year. You know that's, that's That's number one. Number two, I don't see why he, he shouldn't leave. I, if I'm him, I'm gone. I gave seven, Where's eight he... years to o- OKC. You can – Go join either Evil Empire in Golden State or San Antonio. Why not? Nah. If, you, if the options are on he the table, you, I you think I, I say you do it. As somebody, I say you do it. He's a basketball lover. He knows the history. There's no way he could look himself in the face if he signs with Golden State. Yeah, he, he could the, if they win nah, a, after nah, one chip or two chips nah, or three. Absolutely, nah, he can. Yes, he nah. could. Yes, he could. You just, you just There's the same, the same, nah. the same metric that people are using on LeBron is the same metric they're trying to use on KD. You can go wherever you want to go, and if you win a ring, none of it matters. Look at J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith J.R. has Smith been is not hated. J.R. Smith is J.R. not that no, caliber no, no, player. No, no, no. Listen to what I'm saying. He, I'm not comparing him as a player. I'm just comparing him to the narrative. J.R. Smith has been the the butt of endless, endless scorn in the NBA. Right now, J.R. Smith is like the lovable, most affable athlete that the NBA has ever produced. Why? Because he won a ring. It doesn't matter. They tried to savage LeBron for going to Miami. They tried to say his legacy will forever be tarnished. Even if he didn't win a ring coming back to Cleveland, his legacy was not going to be tarnished. Why? Because he won in Miami. So this whole idea that people don't don't team up, don't do it, you look weak doing it, nobody will respect you for doing it. I don't think any of these players should care a lick about that shit because none of the people who are saying these things want it by themselves, period. It's not about End of story. It's, it's not about whether he leaves, but to go to Golden State, nah. I think people will let him go to the Spurs, but you just lost two of right, them. Right, right. Nah, so that why go? Thing. Why the Spurs that and not the two states? Because you just why lost the, to them. You're a so competitor. What? So? Now I'm, I'm competing with them against everybody else. They just lost to, to LeBron. I want to beat nah. LeBron. Nah, it don't work <laughs> Why like not? That. You, you, yeah, nah. Nah. I think that would be great. That would be such not, a hated team. Not, that not would be such that, a – I think that I think team would resemble the heat. Just Jay. Just Jay. That team, just Jay. And that team not would not be only, so not hated. Only that, not only just that. Jay. But hold yeah, on, hold I'm on, here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So you're saying that the light-skinned Splash Brothers were turned into the Detroit Pistons. Yes. Yes. They would be so hated. They would be so hated. They would be so hated. You, the levels of dislike for Golden State if Kevin Durant were to sign on that team is would be unprecedented. 
You know what? It would I like be unprecedented. I love, I love it. It would be great. Go Diesel. I, I agree. Yeah. Go Diesel. Yo. I'm uh, I'm not interested in seeing that. Yeah. You see, that's what I'm saying. The haters are right there for you. <laughs> and you're yeah. not a hateful guy, son. You're a good guy. Yeah. You're not even a hateful guy. You know what I mean? But yeah. listen, I'm listening to your voice. Your, the hate is already bubbling. It's not. Bubbling. It, would, it, would, it wouldn't be hate. Yeah, it, it, would be, it would be disappointment. It wouldn't be hate. It'd be straight disappointment. Yeah. Disappointment, hate. Oh, smash, smash. It's the same thing. It's bubbling. I hear it in your voice, Sam. I hear it. Nah, it would be wonderful, son. It would be wonderful. Nice. Uh, Lettuce, collard greens, it's still green, nigga. <laughs> oh, man. Could you imagine? Could you imagine Stephen A. Smith, that coon on television, bemoaning KD being on on Golden State Warriors? Could you Sidebar. imagine the Sidebar. endless, endless, the talk radio, sports radio shows? People calling in. I can't believe he did that. He's such a such a punk for doing that. Oh, nobody's ever going to love him or respect him. Oh, Charles Barkley. Could you? Could you? Don't you sense the seismic waves of hatred that would be coming towards that team, son? Man, I think Should Reggie Miller would come out of retirement to try to get on the team. <laughs> He just might. That nigga's a hater too, you know. He's oh, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Without a ring. Yeah, yeah without mm-hmm. a ring. Right. That's even worse. Right. Chev. Yo, was it? What, what was the, the, the the best thing about Cleveland winning? Was Skip there are no Bayless. good things about Cleveland winning. With, oh yes, there is. Skip. Bayless. I agree. Fuck that. Hater, nah, hater, fuck that. hater emeritus. On his last day at ESPN, was forced to eat a barbecue crow sandwich a dick. with watermelon really? lettuce. A dick. A dick. Really? He ate a big fat. He ate really? a, a tremendous jailhouse sausage. <laughs> Goodness gracious. A dick, nigga. A I, I, dick. I, I, I did not witness it. Holeless on the and way out. A dick. Okay, Stephen wow. A. Smith, too. A dick. Give wow. Bayless a dick, nigga. LeBron got that chip for the land. And I'm not a LeBron fan, but that nigga got it done. Okay? And I'll leave it at Oh, yeah, that. he did. Absolutely. He got it done. Okay, nigga? He got it done. Okay, all right. Man. Okay. Open the door. You can hate all still you want, but put in the still wish there was a. Still wish Cleveland would have erupted in an earthquake during that parade, though. She would have been dope. Haters of Meredith. <laughs> oh, Diesel, moving forward. Yeah. Yo. This week marked the 20th anniversary. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. I popped off. I, I, I need to interject real quick. My nigga, before, the floor be, is before yours. We, before, before we do that, sir. Can we yeah. just get a, a, a quick synopsis from the man OD on views? Oh, okay. We were going to get to that. But uh, if you want to set Yeah, I need, I need that now. Up. Yeah, because Odiesel's been phone ducking, WhatsApp ducking, text ducking, email ducking, Twitter ducking, giving a response on Drake's last album, Views. Not Views from the Six, but just. Views. Just views. Views from the fucking garbage can. She was trash. <laughs> and I like his music, but that shit was garbage, man. It, it, there's, there's nothing positive that I can say about it. It was long. It was boring. <laughs> like, this was this was his shot, right, to shut everybody up. And he blew it. So really, you know, it's whatever, man. Um... I'm glad I didn't pay for it. <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't wow. buying that. But it, 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 it was garbage. It was garbage. Um, you had you were in a position where people were questioning your metal as an MC. People were saying you don't write your bars. People were saying all kinds of shit at you, and you dropped that. You dropped that. 
Like, how many songs were on that? 20 songs? It was, it was such a snooze fest. I've got to be honest with you. I haven't sat there in one listen and went from, from the beginning of the album to the end. I have not heard it straight through. I listen, and, and then I'll turn it off and come back. It, it just wasn't. It was not the business, man. Not the business at all. So, Just Jay. Yes. The question to you from me, I popped off. When I take you to dinner for winning our bet, are you going to eat pork, my nigga? <laughs> are you going to eat yes. pork to spite me even further, my nigga? Yes. I respect you. Moving forward, this week marks the 20th anniversary of an album that took me about five to six years to listen to. I didn't listen to, listen, excuse me, listen to Reasonable Doubt until like maybe 2001, very late to the party, that same day, the Dot X's album. Wild Cowboys? Wild Cowboys came out the same day because his release party was at Tramps, and I went there. Oh, Tramps. <laughs> Tramps on 23rd Street, my nigga. I was there. I went to the last show at Tramps, which was EPMD. My nigga. Uh, let, me, let me tell you how much of a hoe I was at 18, 19. Uh, I went to the party because I was working for BMG to distribute our live records that time when, when, when that was a label Sadat X was on. And I went there, and it was being hosted by my fucking somewhat idol, fucking Ralph McDaniels. The, and yeah, he's up yeah. there with a Heineken in his hand. He's wearing jean shorts. Jorts? And I think like jorts, yes. <laughs> and I think he's wearing like a fucking Mecca T-shirt or some shit like that. And fucking his right-hand man, Crazy Sam, was there. With and the fucking Exactly, with the fucking 40 belows. And I think he's wearing jorts, too. His dreads looking a fucking a mess, mop a mess, fucking mess. A mess, a fucking mop mess. And you know what, fucking, and to my horror, and to my dismay, and to my fucking disgust, not even, it was just like I was shocked. I was, and again, you know, we put sauce on this radio show and this podcast because we have to entertain, but really, like, like, I was like, whoa, like, you know, again, I was 17, 18, I was like, Still fucking very much a a newborn baby to the music industry. And this nigga fucking crazy Sam Pant passes Ralph McDaniels a blunt on stage. And this nigga Ralph McDaniel hits the blunt. And I'm like, wow. Fucking <laughs> Ralph McDaniel. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this world coming to? And uh, But nevertheless, going back to the original segue, Reasonable Doubt, probably Jay-Z's finest work from top to bottom, celebrated 20 years. Just Jay, you're the Brooklynite. I don't claim Brooklyn because I'm not from Brooklyn, but you were there. You were living it. You were seeing it. You were breathing it. You were tasting it. This is Just Jay when he was touching them hammers. You can relate. Reasonable doubt, what does it mean to you? Um, that was one of, that is one of the most impactful albums of my life. Because it spanned, it, it, it ended a, a, a string of, of two years where rap to me just changed everything that I saw from Black Moon to Wu-Tang to Illmatic to Cuban Links, infamous reasonable doubt. The stories that were told, the way they were told, just gave me a sense of 
Yeah. This was not big talking about, you know, I'm going to snatch the chains off your neck. You know, not, not big talking about beating you up. This was Jay talking about real life behind the scenes type of things that people were doing. It really made me feel like the stories that I saw around me were being portrayed to a larger audience, was being brought out to the world. That was really powerful for me. As I popped off can attest, as OD can attest, rap music does things for you. It does things to you. It sometimes makes you, you know, it makes you teary-eyed. It sometimes gets you amped. It sometimes puts you in a mood to, to do damage. Sometimes it does It just makes you. And reasonable made me all those things. When that when when that can I live when that politics the feeling that I still get from from those records, you know, when I listen to them, the the and I haven't if I haven't heard them for a minute for a while, that feeling is still there. That's that's a testament to how great songs can be, because it transports you back to when you first heard it and you first got that 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 oh shit, that 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 thing going down those goosebumps listening to the horns are listening to the beat and you're like, oh my God, this is the thing. This is what I need. Man. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, and you know, and and I'm, I'm purposely, I'm not talking about rhyme schemes. I'm not talking about, putting the words right, together. Right, I'm right. not talking about it's that. I'm not talking about Jay rapping on that album. I'm talking about how you felt listening to that album. And it it was the culmination of that two to three years of me really saying this rap thing is fucking part of me, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It was the culmination of everything that I felt from into the stage to that summer and just feeling like, yo, this rap, I don't think I could live without it. I want to share this with my kids. I want to blast this in every place that I'm at to let people know that I'm here. This is the announcement that I've stepped into the room. This is the announcement that I've sat in your class, that I've arrived. It made me feel that. And I don't know what that means in the grand scheme of things, but on a personal level, that was the bookend to a time period in my life where I came to understand there's a whole lot of people who are doing the same shit that I'm seeing. Could you relate this album to what 
do the right thing meant for Brooklyn? Like, was it parallel? Like, was it showcasing what was going on? Nah, you know, on that level. Honestly, honestly, I can. It took a do the right thing was an immediate thing. Reasonable doubt wasn't. Not a lot of people were were right. were catching on to what he was talking about. A lot of people were, you know, not everybody was doing what 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 Jay was talking about either on a large scale on a or on a very small scale, right? Either ends of of uh, of the spectrum, hand to hand, or you you know, <laughs> you meeting <laughs> with the connect, right? So not a lot of people were doing that. So that album didn't have that significance immediately like Do the Right Thing did. Do the Right Thing was an immediate. You saw it on the screen, and you're like, you recognize everything that was going on because you lived it, right? Reasonable wasn't that way. It took people who didn't live that, who never really experienced that, a while to catch on to it. Whereas the other joints, like Infamous, and like ready to die, mm-hmm. and like Illmatic. Mm-hmm. People were living that stick up life, that that get into a fight every night life. If that makes sense, you know, going out into the street, yeah. drinking a forty, and and scrapping. You know, people felt that. People were doing that every day, so people related to those things quickly because they knew them. You know, they knew people who get shot. New people who got robbed, new people who did the robbing, new people who did the shooting, new people who did the stabbing and dudes that got stabbed. So people knew about those things. But this drug thing that Jay was talking about, it took a minute for it to catch on. But that was Brooklyn. Oh, Diesel. Well... This will be a while, but let me start out by saying my reasonable doubt has Mr. Freeze records on it. Not wow! So I'm wow. an early I'm an early adopter. Wow! And I had I bought the album, and it came out the same. This very close to stakes is high. I remember I had a 120 minute uh, tape, and I had reasonable doubt. It was written. And stakes is high on that tape. Wow. Right? Tape. Yes. I was not a drug dealer. I was not from Brooklyn. But I knew what I heard was different from anything that I had ever heard. And the gravity of that album, the album is only great because of who Jay-Z became as far as mass consumption is concerned. It just went platinum like a couple years ago. Right. So everybody saying that they was on it, a lot was of them it? are lying. Right? So we talking original flavor. Boom, 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 boom. You know, we, we, we talking a lot of things to happen before that album comes out, right? We talking Dead Presidents 1. Then you get to the album and it's who want to bet us that we don't touch, let us stack chatters forever. Live treacherous, all the for that ain't the one drama shit. That's exactly. shit, right? But then, right now, this fucking ghetto kid is talking about Soviet, the Soviet, the unified, steady flow. You already know you light no. every road, every door. Mike Machete, your flow, your paper falls slow like a bet. Confetti, mine's a steady grow. Betty, but it, it, it was like. Saul getting zapped and falling off a horse and becoming Paul. He got rid of all of that fast shit with jazz and, and, and just turned it around into something, you know, even let's take the purple tape, right? For my money, that's probably the greatest negative album of all time. You know what I'm saying? It ain't about shit, you know, it's, but it's a movie. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, there's nothing real about you. You don't hear that album and actually think these guys are fucking shooting their way about a bin against against Dominicans, right? But this guy said, oh, "Here, you know, perfect." My man laid up on the uptown hot block. He got his side sprayed up. 
I've seen his life slipping. This is a minor setback. You're still in all we live in. Just thinking about the get back that made him smile. Then was I saying, pray for me. You know what I'm saying? This was real, authentic shit. It's the reason I hate his music now. Because to see him come from that and evolve, I took it personally. I was an early investor in the Jay-Z aesthetic. And I believed in his music. When the, before Big Dog, when nobody would give a fuck about him, when people heard Brooklyn's Finest and they was rooting for Biggie, I said, yo, that kid got him on that, man. He got him on that. You know? And, 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 and you know, Bob Law, I used to coach his kid. Bobby, Bobby Jr. and Ahmad, you know, when I was a basketball coach, I used to coach him. He was real little. So I know those people, you know. I didn't. I don't know Jay-Z. I, I wasn't, you know, on that side. But bigs in them, I, 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 I've been around that. And it was just such a – those guys were so young and so hungry, and they show up everywhere with those fucking Rockaway chains and just pushing that brand and pushing that life and pushing and pushing and pushing. But it didn't mean anything without this guy. And and the words were just the words were just so authentic and so dense. You know, a lot of people was trying to get heard. But reasonable doubt was clearly for a specific sector. It was a niche product. And you don't have to sell drugs, but a hustler is a hustler. If you're self-employed, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're doing something that regular people won't get, that album is for you. And it had all the slick talk and it had all the urban shit and it had all the street shit and it had all the, you know, the, it had that grit to it. It had the DJ Premier pedigree. It had ski beats. It had, you know, it, there was nothing flashy about that album even though all the slick talk and everything. And then there were consequences. You know, the good guys don't get away. The bad guys don't get away in the end. You do, there is a price for this. You know, and IT, IT was kind of like the first dude where you had to pay for your crimes. But IT was nice. And I think that's what really separated Jay-Z from everybody else that was talking this stuff was that this guy was nice. Like, even with, you know, on, a, on an album basis, there are people who think that it was written was better than Illmatic. And from a scientist standpoint, it probably is. It's not as important. It's not as great. It's not the leap in evolution, but it's probably a better album. But you listen to that album and you, start, you hear Foxy Brown talking that drug math that don't even add up. You know, you cutting keys in half and double it and all that shit. And when you hear, and then you go and you listen to Jay-Z, and this is not that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's all right, but he's not real. And I'll tell you something, man. I've seen, it, it was a point where I had seen Jay-Z live for over a decade every year. I got pictures somewhere. Uh, in in the collection, him, Nas, and Foxy on tour in ninety six, ninety seven. That's how long I've been going to see Jay Z. I saw him in Syracuse on an undercard for Luke. So I was in. I was sold from from Jump. And that album, I, I still I was listening to it last week, man, and it just. It's, it's very, it's razor sharp, man. It, it's aging well. It's aging better than a lot of those early to mid-90s albums because I think of the aged, density. I think, like you said, I think it's aged better than all of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, 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 it was just enough pop reference in it to let you know that he's current. But there was so much cold in it. And, you know, some people, I mean, after a while it gets overblown. 
because he's not as precise as he used to be. So now when he starts talking that double entendre shit, it's like, all right, whatever. But back then, man, and you can just rewind it and just go through it. And, and the piecing. He wasn't as good a songwriter then. Um, no. But, but we weren't listening for that. I don't think I was sophisticated enough to check for that at that time. I just wanted to hear the bars. I just wanted to hear the rhyme. I just wanted to hear the flow. I I wasn't sophisticated enough to listen to songwriting and, you know, this amount of bars and how's this hook and how's this going. But, man, man. And, and I, I went to the 10th anniversary concert. We did live, uh, was it Radio City or it was at one of those places. And I, I couldn't get tickets to that. DJ Alamo from Brand Nubian hit me up, and he said, yo, I got two tickets to this shit. And he was, not me personally, I forgot what, what the medium was. I don't know if it was on. I had met him before, so I kind of knew him. I had his phone number. Uh, and he put him up. It might have been on Twitter. And as soon as he posted, I said, sold. And I went down. I think I paid like 300 for those two things. I was right in front. We had the live orchestra. There was a little Spanish girl there. She couldn't have been more than 18. And I was there. You know me. I had on Averex, Tim's, all that shit. I was a New York fake grimy nigga. And uh, <laughs> I told a little girl, I said, look, it, it, the place was packed. People were there. I said, look, you hold my jacket and nobody will touch you. And I gave it to her. I put on her shoulders like a cape. And I put the four scale on her, put the elbows out. That little girl was rhyming bar for bar with this old-ass man with an album that's probably half her age. So that is the power of reasonable doubt. And I, I salute him for it. I will always love him for it. Um, yeah, man. I got. I, I salute him for it. Probably, you know, I probably write something about it. Who knows? But... Yeah, yeah. I got Mary's yeah. walked into the hall playing yeah. the original Ohio Players joint. All right. Man, then, y'all both took me through memory lane right there. But, uh, man, this is, this uh, is why I fucked with y'all. Y'all so, y'all so talented on individual levels to kind of recount that history and kind of frame it up so nice that – you can feel the nostalgia right in this, this conversation. This is so dope. But let's finish this strong. Next week is indeed July 4th, and as the last topic, let's keep it all the way firing yeah. squad. Yeah. Food. What are yeah. we looking forward to? What are we going to pass on? I got a little bit of juice on the jack, so uh, I'm going to let O'Diesel frame this up and, and shoot the alley for just Jay. O'Diesel, what are we looking forward to in this July 4th cookout menu? All right. Let's, let, let's get this part out of the way from jump. All right, all right. The black people, the independents, I get it. You know, we, we wasn't free and all that shit. Nah, right. I want to hear about that. Get, get, yeah, exactly. I, I want to hear about don't, that. Don't, don't get on Twitter and talk that shit. Cause you're nah, we don't, we don't, we don't want to hear about that. You're going to be on some barbecue eating shit, right? So, Let's so, go. so, I got a new grill. <laughs> I got a new grill with got three the, sections. What's that, the Ferrari 5000 Butane 2600? No, 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 no. I don't do gas. I do charcoal. I need smoke. <laughs> I, see, I, I, I do charcoal, right? The chicken. Is marinated the night before in a mixture of jerk. Now, nah, don't give the mixture out, son. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's not precise. I'm just going to give the general. I, I, I spread love. Little Keith Murray said, I spread love like the AIDS virus. <laughs> you know, uh, little, a little jerk in it, a little oxtail sauce on it. And then the old diesel special, special love to it. That that adds to the flavor. Gotta have ribs. I'm saying some of y'all enlightened and shit. You only eat beef. I I dig it. Whatever. But you gotta have ribs, right? Now some people they they let the grill do all the work. But ah, I I like to I like to I like to boil mine first, so that it's cooked all the way through. 
you know, so you, you can't play around if you're making pork. And then you put it on the grill to get that char and to get that to to get the gristle nice and chewy and burnt up. Man, barbecue. Let me tell you something, man. The first thing you do when you get a house is you get a grill. I I would grill every weekend if I could. You hear me? That shit is just such a manly. It's just a manly thing. You know. If if you're not a handy nigga, and there's a lot of niggas who don't, wouldn't know what to do with a drill or whatever, if you get a grill, if you get a grill, and you learn how to properly grill, you a man. <laughs> you know we got a lot of things about masculinity that's in flux right now, but if you get on that grill, and you can deliver, you a man. And then you got to have your liquor, man. Look, I know a lot of people, they, they don't drink no more. I dig it. I understand, you know. Drive safe. But you got to have the brown juice, man. You got to have some cognac, man. You got to do it. And you may even add a little cognac to your glaze. I'm going to leave mm. it at that. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> You're giving too much secrets now, right? You're giving you, too you many gotta, secrets out. You got you to discover it on your own. But I like to spread that joy. As a man, you gotta share. You gotta share it with your brothers, cause they got umbrellas of their own. They got families. They gotta feed. So you <laughs> figure it out, man. Test drive it before before the fourth comes. Test drive it, man. Yo, if you go into somebody's house for the fourth, don't go empty-handed, B. If you go into a barbecue, even if you go, when I was a young savage, right? Me and my man eat double, right? <laughs> We used to go buy shit that didn't nobody like. Like, he'll buy a bottle or some shit. I buy a bottle of gin because everybody's afraid of gin, so they're not going to drink that shit. <laughs> so I'd be there drinking a whole bottle myself. That's real savage shit. I dig it. I know. But fuck it. You know? But get yourself some brown liquor, man. Don't And, and don't, don't chug it back. Respect the cognac, man. Get the taste of it, man. Sip slow. It's going to be a long day. It's going to be hot. Down here, it might be 100 degrees. Jeez. Make sure that you don't run out of booze, man. Get the beer. You know, beer, listen, most of these people don't know what beer is supposed to taste like anyway. Get the cheap stuff, but just make sure you got, don't run out. Get yourself ice. Make sure you got enough ice because you don't want these people in your house. You want them out your house. Because they'll be coming in trying to use the bathroom and shit, and then they'll be like, oh, the AC is on. Yes, I'm staying. Nah, B. Nah, B. Get your ass outside. You know, for the kids, make sure you, if you got a DJ, you got to play the clean versions, B. You got <laughs> babies out here. I, I don't want to hear the F-bomb. I don't want to hear nigga, 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 all through the, no. The babies is here. I don't want to hear that shit. And, you know, just have a good time, man. Enjoy yourself. Get off your high hole. You got a whole bunch of time to fight white supremacy and all that shit that you're talking. But let let, let people enjoy their fall. They ain't got to go to work. They got a nice, uh, they got a nice, you know, time to spend with their family, man. Drink up, eat up. Listen, if the potato salad got shit in it, don't eat it, man. First of all, it should at least be a little bit yellow. Not too yellow because, I mean, they put too much mustard in it. If they got peas and shit floating in it, don't do it. It's not going to be good. It's not delicious. Watch out for those things. And if the dude on the grill don't got a hairline, don't trust him. You cannot trust any black man who don't have a hairline. <laughs> that go from OJ on down. Oh, trust, trust me on this. Trust me. I promise you. My wife didn't know that you know she. My wife from Jamaica. She didn't really know that uh, of, of 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 that. So I said, "Yo, don't trust nobody without a hairline, man." She bust out laughing, but she thought that was it. But then she started watching, and every single shady nigga on TV <laughs> in real life, not one of them got a hairline, B. Uh, and it don't have to be razor sharp and edged up, but you got to know where it's going. You gotta know where it's going. If the if the, the 
If the barbecuer does not have a hairline, you beat a hasty retreat. You say, I'm good, and you take your ass to crown fried chicken or something. Look, man, Speaking of, I got, I got two. I just got two things to tell you. You walk in the spot. Yeah. You see salad on the table. Oh. Just turn around and go back to right. where you came from. You Bounce. Set the times retreat. Bounce. Yeah. No salad. No salads on the Fourth of July, son. No salad. Like Two. I know, I, I know you're trying to be good. Let me tell you right now. You motherfuckers be leaving your potato salad out in the sun uh, too goddamn long. Make nah. sure your potato salad is refrigerated. In the, I, yes, in the freezer. It better be cold, okay? Nobody wants a warm-ass potato salad. That's all I got. And with that, we are back. We back. hope you enjoyed the show. Wait. We formed like Voltron. You know it. And we're back. Stay tuned for the next installment of the Fine Squad. We are out. Peace. 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 With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.